0: Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello, and welcome
1: back to Nurturing Bright Futures, the Higher Education podcast from UEA. My name's Alex, and this month I'm joined by Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hi. Okay so this month we're going to be taking a look at the pharmacy and pharmacology courses but first of all I just wanted to have a chat with you about accommodation options. So students are going to be looking to narrow down their um, top five choices to their firm and insurance and accommodation options are probably going to play a big part in those. So what sort of things should students be looking for and when do they need to be um, making their choices those kind of things?
2: Yeah so there's a few things you want to be um, making sure your students are looking out for so things like all the bills being included that they're fully furnished and um, that the internet is of a really good quality because obviously they'll be doing a lot of work in their rooms hopefully um, they also want to be looking at things like I mean you'll know what course the student's doing, but in general, students need to have a 40-week license. Um, So that just means they won't be kicked out over Easter or Christmas break because some universities rent out for conferences and things like that. Um, And some courses will need longer because there'll be a health course and have a work placement. But in general, you want to recommend students are getting a 40-week license. You also want to be like recommending they find somewhere that's got good security, 24-hour security and is safe, friendly and fun. Um, the most important thing to help students look out for, though, is once they have narrowed down on UCAS um, their firm and insurance choice, what happens is those two universities will send them an accommodation preference form. Um, and you need to be flagging this to look out for this because it can really easily just slip down into the inbox If they don't fill this out, even for their insurance choice, they are not guaranteed accommodation. So even for their insurance choice, students need to be filling out this form. Just rank in order of preference what they want from their accommodation. Um, And for UEA, the deadline for this is the 31st of July. Um, We do get some sad states on clearing day where students haven't filled this out and it makes things a little bit more difficult on obviously what is already a stressful day so if teachers and advisors can just be flagging that oh look out for the accommodation preference form because it's a nice thing to fill out and it doesn't take a lot of time it's just it makes life so much easier
1: if we can have everybody reminding them that they need to fill out that form Brilliant. Thanks, Beth. Um, Also worth noting that open days and applicant days are a really good chance for students to actually go and have a look around accommodation. So do stress with your students if they're travelling to visit universities to make sure that they do take the time to have a look around accommodation while they're there. It's a really good chance often they're shown around by students who are actually living there so they can ask them questions. Um, And they can also just compare a few different options, see what they can get for different budgets. Also, if they can't make it to some universities in person, There's loads of resources online and some really clever technology, not quite the same as being there in person but pretty good alternative. So for example on UEA's website we have some 360 degree interactive tours so students can have a click around and, and really get a feel for what it's like with the different rooms and the different houses and flats. So do encourage your students to get thinking about what kind of accommodation would be right for them and encourage them to make the most of these opportunities both
0: online and in person. Nurturing Bright Futures. The higher education advice podcast for teachers and advisors. Brought to you by UEA.
2: So this month we're looking at pharmacy and pharmacology courses and I'm delighted to be joined by Rosemary Norton from our School of Pharmacy. Welcome Rosemary. Hi there. Hi. So could we kick things off with a bit of an introduction to pharmacy and pharmacology?
3: Absolutely. So actually, when we tend to go out to schools and colleges to talk about pharmacy and pharmacology, often students know very little about these subjects. So it's a great opportunity to talk today to um, teachers and careers advisors about this subject. In terms of pharmacy and pharmacology, although they're not well known, they both stem from an understanding of chemistry and biology. And these are subjects or core subjects that students often know very well. In terms of the subjects and how they use these it's all about this application of these scientific concepts in promoting human health now the two subjects differ in the way they do this so in terms of pharmacy we're very much thinking about more the patient-facing side of things in pharmacology we're thinking more of a detailed understanding um, of the scientific discoveries in the field and the latest new medicines that can target different aspects um, and targets within the body.
2: It's always really nice to hear um, when we talk to academics that I've been saying things right, Um, I think that's really really interesting for teachers to hear though and it's one of those those two subjects are ones that when students do ask about them or we tell them about them they're really interested in it but you're right they're not instantly ones that they come and ask us about. Um, Are there any key changes happening in these subject areas which teachers and advisors should be aware of?
3: Yes, one of the key changes that is kind of upcoming um, for all pharmacy degrees across the country is changes in what pharmacists will be able to do. So generally speaking, students will do a four-year master's degree pharmacy programme, at an accredited um, programme at a university. They will then have a year, which was called a pre-registration training, where they earn money, working as a pharmacist but hadn't yet completed their final qualification now during that process they will within those five years once they've finished actually also be what we call an independent prescriber now this is something typically you needed to be a pharmacist for a couple of years postgraduate before then deciding if you wanted to to do this course However, now this is going to be an integral part of the pharmacy programme. So our graduates will be independent prescribers. So not only managing medicines from other prescribers, but actually prescribing medicines themselves.
2: That's amazing. So they're coming out even more highly qualified nowadays. That's really, really cool. So it sounds like they'll be coming out with skills that could make a real difference to people's lives. What kind of jobs would they be going on to?
3: Yes, I think these new developments in the pharmacy programme really mirror what's happening within the profession. So over the last few years, we've seen a real expansion in the number of roles uh, and, and jobs that pharmacists actually do so generally speaking we can often think of pharmacists working in hospital clinical settings as well as kind of our community pharmacies and primary care there's opportunities now in gp practices but there's also expansion of the teams into mental health services and medicines uh, provision uh, within clinical commissioning groups as well so the range of different areas pharmacists work and this new element of having prescribing within that programme once our graduates kind of finish um, means that they'll be more highly skilled to go into and, and start improving the lives of patients even more so straight from graduation.
2: That's brilliant, it's really it's much more varied than people would think I think upon on first glance of looking at these courses or thinking about what they think of when they hear pharmacy and um, with that in mind when teachers are thinking about recommending these courses to potential students? What kind of students would enjoy and thrive on the courses?
3: It's always going to be students who have that passion and that interest in science, so that understanding and wanting to know how medicines work within the body. But the key elements in terms of that healthcare professional is all about actually that wanting to improve the lives of patients. And when we interview and when all pharmacy schools interview, they are looking for students who meet those kind of NHS core values. So that understanding of improving patients' lives, improving patients' care, individualised care, team working, working Mm. with others to improve the quality of care given to to patients so there's got to be that real drive i guess from individuals to to want to go into there to have that motivation and that kind of academic ability as well uh, a lot of that content though is also taught embedded within the courses. So you're getting those communication skills. You're building your team working skills. You're working um, interprofessionally with other healthcare students, and also then going into the profession with a range of other healthcare professions that you'll work alongside as well.
2: That's good. So we always
3: recommend. Um,
2: students interested in these sorts of courses go away and look at the NHS values to see if they can relate to those, they do strike a chord with them. Um, So what advice should our listeners give to any students who might be thinking about applying to study pharmacy or pharmacology?
3: So if I take pharmacy, first of all, in terms of that, absolutely to go and explore those NHS core values. And actually, there are tools now within that platform that you can actually have a go at these kind of clinical scenarios to understand actually how you perform. Um, and whether you meet those core values. And I think that's a useful tool for any student thinking about healthcare. There are also a huge platform now, if you put in careers in pharmacy, that the NHS Health Education England have put together that explores all the different areas in pharmacy that you can work from. There are lots of different case studies from both students and um, pharmacists working in all of these different sectors with a lot of tools and guidance on What their roles are and how you get into them. So, I think that's a really useful resource. It's pretty new, so it's only launched in the kind of last couple of years, and it's something that I think careers advisors and teachers should be pointing their students to for a whole wealth of information. For pharmacology, it's actually very different. So, the types of students we're thinking of, yes, they want to, um, they've got a passion for science, they're really interested in how medicines work in the body. They're really interested in identifying maybe new drugs and new targets, but there's a range of different ways you can get into pharmacology. So you can do straight pharmacology degrees. You can also do pharmacology combined with other subjects as, as degrees. And the whole area of clinical pharmacology is actually something you can go into from studying medicine. So pharmacology as a whole is actually a subject that is taught in many different healthcare professions but is a subject in its own right. In terms of what we're looking for for pharmacology, generally speaking it's students who've got that passion and interest in science but they're always asking questions, they're wanting to know more, they're wanting to identify what goes wrong in disease processes and how you might be able to identify new targets, how medicines actually work at those targets and how you might refine them. It's particularly important at the moment for pharmacology if we think about a range of new diseases and conditions that are constantly emerging that we need new medicines for. But not only that, where we've got conditions such as maybe cancer or maybe infections where our current treatments, either we get resistance to them or they stop working. And so actually studying pharmacology, understanding that, um, improves the lives of millions of people across the world. And understanding and designing, making, searching for new and better and safer medicines is vital. Uh, so, one of the key things for pharmacology is training students to be able to do this, to gain these skills in understanding these processes, being able to identify and work with the latest scientific advances, and gearing you up really for mostly, most students go into further research whether that be master's or phd or directly kind of into industry settings
0: subscribe to our podcast now and make sure you never miss another episode
3: so rosemary
2: in regards to work experience and what students could talk about in their personal statement perhaps if they have an interview with these courses what would you recommend where we're looking for what can students do?
3: It's been a really difficult time for students at the moment and a lot of our applicants even have struggled to get work experience placements. Um, What we really recommend is if you're able to absolutely go and get a work experience placement in that kind of setting, so in a pharmacy or if you're able to shadow um, a lab assistant or someone working in research, fantastic, but otherwise going using your initiative, trying out doing taster sessions that universities promote, going and actually speaking to your local pharmacist, finding out about what they do, finding out about what life as a research researcher is like and also just getting involved with the range of resources that are available online such as provided by Health Education England on the NHS website about pharmacy and also the British Pharmacological Society have a whole range of resources there available to students on at a range of different stages as well on what careers um, in that sector look like.
2: Thank you, um, that's really helpful and you're so right, it has, it has been difficult for students the last two years to go out and get things, obviously there's less face-to-face available but it's not an excuse to not have done anything, um, students can think outside the box a bit more, there are things they can do and with that in mind um, I understand that you're running some online subject tasters with Channel Talent soon Rosemary, is that correct?
3: Yes, absolutely. So coming up in May, we've got a couple of taster sessions, one focused on pharmacology and one on pharmacy. And in pharmacology, we're really going to be focusing on actually what is it like to study and understand how medicines work in the body. Let's do a simulation experiment where we're testing and identifying how these molecules can work, what effects they have and kind of what analysis you do after that, really putting you in the seat of what it would be like to study pharmacology and and what you're going to do. For pharmacy, we're going to be focused very much on that clinical decision making. So thinking about what a pharmacist does, but actually clinical scenarios, really embedding those NHS core values of what different providers are looking for when they're going to be interviewing students. So hopefully these sessions will give a, a really good flavor and taster for students who are interested in studying these subjects.
2: That is brilliant. Thank you so much for coming along, Rosemary, and chatting to us. It's really lovely to talk to you. Thank you for having me.
0: Email schools at uea.ac.uk to find out what we can do to support your school.
1: That's it for this month. Thank you very much to Beth and Rosemary for joining us and telling us some more about these fascinating courses. If you or your students are interested in joining the channel talent sessions that Rosemary mentioned the first one pharmacology is taking place on Wednesday the 18th of May and the second one pharmacy is taking place a week later Wednesday the 25th of May they're both running from 3:35 till 4:35 in the afternoon so you can either join as a as a class if you can get some students together after school or college Um, or alternatively students can watch individually from home or their own device so if you'd like more details and to sign up visit www.uea.ac.uk forward slash study forward slash tasters and you'll find the details you need there but that's it for this month
0: thanks for joining us that's it for this month's episode of nurturing bright futures we would absolutely love to hear from you to book a visit Make a suggestion or ask us a question. Drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.